Welcome back to another week of Not the Highlight Reel. I'm Melissa Mitchell, founder and CEO of The Bark Shop. And I'm Jessica, founder and CEO of Harlem Chocolate Factory. So we we dedicated ourselves to being real, right? Um, so if you're tuning in, you know, things happen with entrepreneurs. And right now, Jessica has some things she has to work through. So if you ever look at you know, the videos and you're like, what's going on? We're just out here doing what we need to do in real life, in real time. Um, that is that is cold word. Do not judge me. Don't judge my background, okay? First of all, to all the little girlies with the podcast and the backgrounds is looking good and y'all got the studio on that. Listen, if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for aesthetics, this is not the podcast for you. This is a keep it real situation. I don't even know what some of these boxes are. Actually, that that cardboard box is actually the background that's supposed to be on this wall. But you know what? I have to hire someone to apply it because I keep saying I'm going to do it. And it's been in that box since 2020. And <laughs> listen, if I'm going to use my time, I'd rather use my time to make money than to look at a nice wall. But in this time and space where people will be looking at me and, and judging me. So keep your comments to yourself. Talk about me behind my back like you're supposed to. And leave me alone because my background looks absolutely crazy. So Not the Highlight Reel is a podcast dedicated to shifting the conversation around what it means to be an entrepreneur. Right? With so many conversations focused on the highlights of business. Not the highlight reel focus on the reality of what it takes to get the job done. Let me let me say that again for the people on the Yo. back. Loud right? up. <laughs> Not the highlight reel focuses on the reality of what it takes to get the job done. It's hosted by two entrepreneurs, founders, and owners, right? And we want you to know that this is a safe space to talk, think, laugh, heal, and grow. I want to say that again. I want you guys to know that this is a safe space to talk, think, laugh, heal, and grow. Because oftentimes we see the posts and we see the accolades and we see the highlight reel, but it's truly behind the scenes is when the magic actually happens. Absolutely. So with that, we wanted to come up with this concept of like, all right, how do we share stories, right? One, because this is not, this is not a trauma show. We're not here to traumatize you around entrepreneurship. There are just things that we go through that are part of our anti-real. Now, when you are promoting yourself to the world as a small business owner, you do have to convey confidence. I don't think everybody's out here just lying on purpose and just showing the good times to show them. But if you posted that, you know, that you couldn't get your, your, your boxes out on time, you think that might affect sales. So you may not have that space on your Instagram, on your Twitter to have these real conversations about what it's taking you to get it done. And then you have the customers coming at you left and right. I didn't, I didn't get my tracking number and I can't click on the link and the link is not working, even though it says the tracking number right there and all you got to do is copy and paste it. We know that. So this is our safe space to share those anti-reels. So we want to be... In a in a in a in a space of transparency, right? Y'all seeing me in my ugly office, right? But I I'm still I still fly though. All right. <laughs> ugly office or not. 
still fly, right? It's it's first of all, sidebar. It's giving very much. She sleeps on an air mattress, but she has on the Louboutins <laughs> in the club. That's that's really the energy that's happening right now. But uh, we want to be. We want to leave this space with transparency. So I'm going to share Melissa's highlights. Off, so y'all know that y'all are in a safe space of some real women that's getting the job done. So I have some of Melissa's key highlights. Don't get mad at me if I can't read well. I went to public school in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> she's she gonna curse me out when, when this pot is over. Uh, <laughs> so one, Melissa, she was inspired by a TV show. Opened her brick and water in 2012 in 90 days. Do y'all hear that? In 90 days after emptying her emptying her savings. She did not have any pay, any pets and was afraid of big dogs. She's been featured in the Huffington Post, Good Morning America, and had a billboard in Times Square in partnership with Ciroc. Duty! Nah, take, yo, that, take, that, take, take that, take that, take that. Take that, take that. She was named Forbes Next 1000 Entrepreneurs to Watch. <laughs> she scaled and launched a mobile grooming expansion and raised funding and started a second company, amen, called the New York Institute of Pet Grooming. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Clap it up, clap it up. My sis is on her highlights. Now she's going to share her anti-reel. Yeah, so all that was really great, right? <clears throat> so I started my business while living in Mitchell Projects in the South Bronx and battling succession rights and housing court after the passing of my grandmother, who was also my legal guardian. So I don't know about anybody that's listening, but if you've ever been to the projects, you know what that means, and I'm gonna just leave it right there, okay? But I had Amen. a vision. Right, and I was willing to be uncomfortable for a moment in order for me to get the results that I needed. So my rent was $227.20 in New York City. Say That's that never again, happened. hallelujah. My rent was $227.20, right? But what that afforded me was the opportunity to build out this business. So I emptied my savings, but I was living in madness, right? Um, I went through a severe heartbreak and watch what I thought was the life I wanted with someone unfold with someone else. So that was that was dramatic and and but I didn't want that. I realize now like the price went up and I'm a big ticket. So you, you know me. <laughs> um I recently developed alopecia in 2021 um from the stress of carrying the wrong people on my team. And I shaved my head bald with the hopes of starting over and freeing myself of the dead ends. A new crown was needed. So let me say that again. Um, you know, the quote says, like, a woman who ch cuts her hair is about to change her life. I needed a whole new crown. And that's when I got clear of my vision of the company that I was building. So although we've been open 10 years, we are a startup. Because it took me 10 years to really align myself and become a thought leader and really understand what I'm doing. Um, I scaled my team, which, which sounded great in theory. Um, but in me stepping away to start my second company, I had to rebuild my first company. 
So there's definitely something to be said about someone and how they respond after feeling forward. And let me tell you something. You don't know pain until you take some real losses. And I like to win. So it's really how you respond and how you show up when you take those losses. So, you know, that's real. And I'm happy to, to talk about Jessica and introduce her, right? Because, again, we want you to know that you're not sitting here with people that sit on panels and tell you, you know, to do something and they've never done anything close to what you're looking to do or close to what you're hearing about. We're here to tell you about real things, real people in real time. Um, so Jessica started her business with $14 in her account and went on to win a $15,000 grant seed fund. Let me say that again. You can't even get a meal. You can't even get Chipotle with $14. I know, girl. Right? A sweet green. I don't think there's nothing that you could get for four. I don't even think you could get a sandwich from the deadly. No, you can't. Let me tell you, because I get one hair room and I got two kids. So it was one hair room and you know, I take one half and take that other half, cut it in half, and get a bag of chips and split that bag up. And they felt like they was eating good. And we would just, you know, are we going to have a picnic today? <laughs> and listen, stretch it out. Within one year, she made it to the Daily News for having one of the best products at the Fancy Food Show. Congratulations. That's amazing. The New York Daily News. So if you're, if you're tuning in from outside of New York, that's a big deal. Um, she opened a flagship retail and production kitchen in the historic Shrivers Road neighborhood in Harlem, along with her business partner. She had a segment and feature on the Today Show, and she was listed as Oprah's favorite things. Six weeks. She has six weeks to prepare 15,000 units, securing funding and production. So you said what a boss. I said all that to say. Right, you're sitting with not only a founder, but a CEO and a visionary um, and someone who has the tenacity to keep going. And it's something I admire so much is Jessica's also a single parent. And I'm going to turn it over to her so that she can share her anti-real. Because the anti this is, is where it gets fun. <laughs> <laughs> right? So all of that happening, that $14 in my account, I lost my job. I lost my apartment. I also grew up now in, in hood hierarchy, there's the projects and then there's like section eight and section eight is like right here, right? Where you feel like elevated because you have section eight, right? But it's just a project apartment spread out. Um, but with that, when you are intelligent and you cause problems asking for what is due to you, we're just talking about fair housing, you know, housing without rodents, noise, um, with walls and floors, these really basic parts to human living, um, you are a nuisance uh, to a lot of these landlords. And I had become a nuisance and they began to target me. And um, I wound up not being able to live in my apartment for about seven months while fighting them in court to to regain access and not for non-payment but because they were literally trying to do one of those destroy to get you out they destroy the unit to get you out of the unit hoping that you'll have to find somewhere else to live in that time and i have nowhere else to live like i stayed with my mother and it was a blessing to have you know a parent that could assist me 
uh, during that time. But if you have ever had to move in with your parents as a grown person with two kids, you can only imagine. Um, uh, I also, the relationship I was in, you know, trying to build this business, trying to push forward. Um, some people are just stuck in where they are emotionally, mentally, financially, and they do not want to move from that safe space. And even though that space is no longer safe, even though the floor has fallen out, even though there's nothing there, they dig down and find control and just staying stagnant. And um, I couldn't continue to sacrifice my life. So, I mean, you know you what they say, you start praying to God to take things that ain't working for you. And I was like, damn, well, it's just me and the kids outside. <laughs> like, uh, we got we to gotta do this. And then uh, after that, you know, the next thing, I had a deal, a six-figure deal that was supposed to come up. Um, I think I could say the company name now. They don't think I'll sue me for it. At the time, it was with this uh, test program with Amazon. It was going to be a six-figure deal. I worked with the Economic Development Corporation. I had started building my business. I won the seed fund. I got my apartment back. I was back in, thought I was on my road. You know, it's very much given good times. Um, and I was working with the New York City Economic Development Corporation for space. And one year into trying to find a space, they pulled the space for me. I had back to no job thinking I left my job thinking I was about to open my space and move my business forward. I had no job, no space. And now a order I can't fill. I found a new space. Right. It's beautiful, beautiful spot. And I could not find the funding to help me build out. Turned down left, right, whatever. It took me over a year to build out. And I went into massive amount of debt personally. I could not balance being a single mom and owning a business. And I went into a massive depression um, being away from my kids as much. Uh, that They had been the center of my life. And um, yet again, mommy saved the day like hey bring the bring the kids back to me this was the year this was happening this was in 2019 i had been we opened the shop in 2018 and my whole life was pick the kids up take them to school get to the shop make product do all the ceo stuff pick them up from school come back to the shop close up go home during that time also i had no gas so I was cooking dinners on a hot plate um, and our whole lives, I was just getting stressed and stressed and stressed. It was a massive amount of stress. And my mother was just like, listen, you are, I'm watching you suffer. Please, I am alive. Let me help you. And in my head, I have to be this, like, I've already failed at them having a father. I've already, I've already failed at all these things. I'm not married every day Kevin Samuels telling me I'm fat, I'm ugly, all these, like, you know, and the, the these these ideas about who I am are being reverberated online, even in person. Um, you know, people, oh, you know, he, oh, y'all not together no more. Oh, you know, just, you know, you gotta make sure you do it right. Well, aren't you your third baby father? Leave me alone, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. But those things stay with you and they stick with you. And I just was walking around feeling like a failure. I have been running this business for five years and I wasn't a millionaire yet. And from Instagram, it looked like y'all was just becoming millionaires after opening your businesses after six months. So what's the timeline? Cause I'm working mad hard. 
I'm not a millionaire. What's going on? And um, the stress was getting too much to me. I, uh, my kids moved in with my mom, but I was over there as much as I possibly could be, you know, four days out of week. Now I'm driving back and forth to the city. Um, but every time I'm bending the corner to leave them to go to the city, I have to pull over because I'm in tears. I like, I can't make it past the point. I'm at home on the nights where I can't go back up because I'm leaving the shop too late. I'm depressed and I'm crying like to myself to sleep. And the stress winds up landing me in the hospital and getting uh, surgery to have uh, uh, an organ removed. And I watched the ball drop in the year 2021 from a hospital bed. Um, so the way I internalized stress was something that nobody was seeing. They were seeing these accolades. They were seeing the Oprah's favorite things and the news features and the Forbes and the entrepreneur articles. They're seeing those things, but internally, I feel like my life is falling apart. I ain't been on a date in nine years. Like I wasn't doing my hair. The only reason I started doing my hair, because one of my best friends, uh, wound up like almost marrying this woman and I have become like best friends with her. Shout out to Amy Cole of Adorned uh, for, for bringing me back to myself and putting me back on my cap table. You know, we put so many things on our cap table um, and we don't put ourselves. And um, a part of this process and this journey is about, you know, hope did that. So hopefully you won't have to go through that. Um, and starting. Yeah, I mean, I think, wow, you know, it's a lot. And I think that's something that you never really get to hear from entrepreneurs. Um, it's the real behind the scenes. I mean, you hear it, but you don't hear them put it out there. And I think we definitely want to shift that culture, right? Because everything is like, oh, I started today and it blew up tomorrow. I've been in this 10 years. And I can tell you that I just got clear on, you know, what I'm building and how this actually works, right? So, like, I always make well, a why joke. Why? Why you did that? I don't mean to cut you off, but, like, why? Like, why? All these things blowing up in your face. Like, again, we told you on our little invitation. And so, if you ain't listened to the invitation, don't skip over it. Go back and listen, you know, of how me and Melissa met each other. Like, in that moment, you were already a few years in. You have faced these different you know, ups and downs and you was facing, I was there when the stress started hitting you. I was there when that was happening. Why do, why are you still doing this thing? And then started a second company on top of that. Like, why are you, why are you so committed to doing this thing? I'm committed because one, I like solving problems. Right. And I think that people can't aspire to be what they don't see. So I'm in a pet care industry with very few, less than 4% of people actually look like me from a C-suite level. Or that's a CEO or an executive. Um, I think there's something to be said about a girl from the South Bronx, which is the poorest congressional district in the nation, to grow, scale, and build a national company who didn't have any network when they started. I didn't. I don't have the pedigree, right? So I took a program at Columbia, right? I, I went to this program and got a certificate. But I didn't go to the Harvards or, you know, Stanford's and, and no knock to anybody that did that. Right. If I could play the game all over again, I probably would have definitely went to Ivy and, and leveraged my network better. 
Um, but there's something to be said about somebody that's, you know, built something from the ground up, but then also has a bird's eye view. So who I was 10 years ago is not who I am today. And I will say that when I got clear in what I'm building, so I am building the Chick-fil-A apple of the grooming industry, right? And when I determined the type of people that I wanted to work with, I think any entrepreneur would tell you it's not about the money because I would have left a long time ago. I I pay people, I've paid people and still pay people more money than I have ever made myself, right? I think for me, it's about my legacy. And I always say my legacy is not what I leave behind, but it's what I leave in people, right? And building something that will live far beyond my lifetime. And there's an African proverb, don't quote me, I don't know it to the T, but it's basically about teaching a man how to fish, right? And when you teach someone like the skill set of grooming, that's something that they can learn and take with them internationally. So for me, um, I had an employee say, there's the olive and there's the olive oil. Melissa's going to get the olive oil out of you. I, I love that. I love developing businesses. I love developing talent. You know, I think I'm more clear now that everyone is not going to be with you to the end of the journey, but enjoy the people along the way. You have to get the best people. Um, you also have to be the best, right? Like leadership starts from the top. So for me, I think it's more about I'm taking these risks and I'm kicking in these doors and, you know, I'm very bullish in the things that I want to get accomplished and, and my superpower is getting it done, right? Like that is my superpower, Some, sometimes to a fault and when I, I, I can get tired, but I'm doing this so that the people that could come behind me, younger, smarter, faster, they could even do it even better. And I still want to be tapped in with them. I think, you know, I'm never going to stop working, but to be able to build something and see your vision come to life and truly create something where other people can utilize the platform and the space to, to hone in on their talents and provide, that's the greatest, that's the greatest feeling in the world, right? And I think that's what also guides me every day. I make a choice in how I show up because I've had moments that have, would have knocked me out my seat or say, you know what? I got a degree, screw this. I don't, I don't need to do this. I could do something way less stressful. But I think my commitment to my, the world and, and the community um, is important. And I love people, right? I am truly a people person. Now having a business sometimes can make you hate people right? Because people will try to take advantage and nobody asks you, you know, if I pay cash or I have to pay tax, you're not doing that at McDonald's. So why are you doing that to me? Um, but I truly love, 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 love people. And I think, you know, there's beauty and diversity and culture and I get to create what I want. And that's the fun part. There you go. So what about you, Jess? Why do I do it? Well, one... I think like I think I'm good at it one right like I also think that what I've what I've gone through in entrepreneurship has been in an emotional journey um but it's also how I show up in other parts of my life I don't think my journey would have been different had I had a job right like I don't I don't I don't think it would have been a different process. I don't think you would have got a different me. I think entrepreneurship helped because of how deep within you it gets. We are literally powering something off of belief. <laughs> yeah, we could look at the numbers, but those numbers could paint 
any story we make them. I have to radically believe in myself on a daily basis. It has shaken me from any comfort zone I ever thought to be in. I also recognize for me, very spiritual, like God just don't want me to be in certain places. It's not about owning a business. Because if you're hiring, you're hiring. Because how job like, do be stressing me out. <laughs> Send the jobs my way, right? It's like, whoever's paying, I'm your girl. But I think in general, that that lack of comfort zone and having to rely on myself put me in a position that shook me from places that society pushed me to. I grew up with a major perfectionism, right? Like the things that we're talking about coming from, being from poverty-stricken areas. I'm from Harlem. It's not the same as the South Bronx, but the Harlem from block to block, the financial disparities can be immense from apartment to apartment. And so there becomes this communal and almost social view of who you are and who you're supposed to be. And I was supposed to be the good girl who goes and makes it and then take everybody with me with absolutely no training on how to get there. Everybody around me is hustling. I'm seeing fast money. Y'all don't even know how to go into these places and how to negotiate and how to leverage your experiences. I left college lost on what the hell to do. Y'all told me my whole life that I was going to go to college and I was going to wake up and basically be Oprah with no map on how to get there. And when you have giants as your as your goals and your ideas, how do you scale that when you feel like an ant? When life keeps knocking you down, when you do things and you're not good at them. So to wake up and not be good at something and have to figure it out, it has radically developed who I am as a person and even who I am as a mother. So much of motherhood has been wrapped in suffering. I've only watched women suffer in motherhood. The fact that I could find and get to peace with where I am, I want to share that with everybody because I don't want a single woman out there to feel crazy. That gut punch, like how did I get through that, right? We're going to talk about this first journey and how I got through something. That, that feeling I felt when I turned that corner, like you got to turn a corner to get on the highway. I would turn that corner and my stomach would drop out and I would want to hit a U-turn and go back home to my kids who were not even in the house. We are talking about kids that are at school. We are not talking about infants, children that I have I breastfed them for the most amount of years you could breastfeed. I Like when I told you the, the organic, the chopping the food up, the everything, the gentle parenting, the all of that. I did it all. And I was having anxiety about leaving them with a woman who loves them. Honestly, more than she loved me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a grand. She gets to perfect the things that she did not even get right. She gets to address them in, 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 in 
in peaceful and powerful ways and be there for them as a gift to me. And I'm having anxiety about that when there's a mother halfway across the world putting her baby on a boat to get him to safety. You have to, I had to check myself. Mm. Why am I creating that suffering for myself when there are women who are, and it's not about not honoring what I'm going through, but there are women who are going through it that won't see their kids for 10 years because of visa issues, because of these things. And I'm stressed that in a few hours, I might not be there. And somebody else who I know for without a shadow of a doubt absolutely loves them is about to make them every single thing that they want. Like, there's a, a radical change from a emotional and spiritual perspective that this journey has put me through. And I am just committed to that. Now, I didn't looked at the numbers and the numbers is numbering. They're not numbering right now. So I'm committed to that end goal, right? Like, we're not, we're not going to play this game as if the numbers don't be numbering, right? Like, I'm taking my L's now. I've offered people like, yo, you want to be down? Here's the, like, I'll give you a percent. Work with me. I can't give you the crazy salary. Work with me. Take a percentage. Work with me. Build with it. And, and people turn up. Oh, nope. I can't. I'm like, damn, this is going to suck for you. From a number, from a purely numbers perspective, that number, that number thing, do it. But the emotional toll that, um, that I have paid that has now transferred to the emotional growth and taking that stress and turn it into a lesson and releasing, it has been, um, it's been a blessing and I'm, I'm gonna be committed to this to the, to, to forever. Right. Like mm -hmm. insert brand here, insert, you know, whatever it is, because this is about me because these businesses can fail tomorrow. Yeah. what I'm going to take from it. And it's and, so interesting. Um, Sorry, not to cut you. It's so interesting. No, 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 I'm good. As you were speaking, I was, I've been having these recent sessions with my therapist because I'm, I've, I've transitioned so much from the day-to-day -to, -day to like actually being a CEO and that's crazy in itself. Um, but it made me think about, so a few things. So the first thing was, I remember early on, I kept trying to split myself, right? Like who I was personally and who I was professionally. And she said, you know, stop trying to split yourself, right? Who you are personally is who you are professionally. And the boundaries exist in both places. Um, but recently she said something that hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, she said, being able to take a risk is a luxury, mm. right? And I, when she said that, cause I was like, going through whatever emotions I was going through and I'm looking to make a big hire and you know my, my business is evolving because let me tell you year 10 baby I'll never forget this year of all the years year 10 and anybody out there listening when you get to year 10 it's gonna stretch you remember Gumby I was feeling like Gumby you remember Gumby <laughs> growing up like sometimes I was I sometimes I <laughs> it stretched me Right. And it, it, and it really made me look at my internal compass and and who I was and what I was building and why I was building. I was like, God, and I was crying and, you know, just came over and we just all needed to talk and have some champagne. And but it was a storm. The very good champagne. She don't she don't um, she don't drink cheap shit. So I love going to <laughs> I, I just want to say, you know, 
I'm not encouraging you to be her friend for no reason, but when you go to her house, she be having caviar and the, and the fancy champagne, and she got nice glasses and all of that. All of my cups are plastic. I have kids. She's so, so crazy. Um, I go over there, and she pulls out the good, good shit. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not... I did not want to put it on blast, but she was like champagne, like she was at the quarter She's store. So like, oh, let me get the find all about bottle. She, 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 you know what I'm saying? So crazy. She's saying the 10 years and the stretch it, but you know, there's a few coins going on because she be sharing the good shit. So but, I just, I, <laughs> no, but it's out the sacrifice. She's so crazy. But truly, to think about the sacrifices that you've made, um, you know, I started at 26. So being able to take a risk is a luxury. Right. Because there are people that want to do things and would love to do things. And it's like, I can't even like I don't even know how or, or where do I begin. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, and the second thing she said to me was, how beautiful is it that you get to design the next chapters of your life? Ooh. And when Amen. she said that, right? did you did you stand <laughs> oh, oh, oh. up? I, I need a little tambourine when we doing I'm that. I'm just saying. Right. So. Get you a therapist if you don't have one, right? I, shout out to Listen. my therapist. I love her dearly. Uh, I wouldn't be here without my therapist. And we will talk about mental health and mental exhaustion and mental agility. And there are going to be so many topics that we cover on this podcast. But I think at the forefront, I want you to know that we're genuine, right? I want you to know that we're not here to paint a beautiful picture, we're here to tell you about the ugly parts, but also tell you about how we recovered in our tribe, our community, our village, and our network, because those are all different things. But we would not be here without our purpose of what we're trying to do. Yeah. And what we're doing, not trying, what we're actually doing. Exactly. exactly. I just, I, I literally, I, you know, I just saw so, too many of y'all getting taken advantage of during this pandemic you know what i'm saying like the you know the entrepreneurship you, we have to really understand the numbers of what small business does for the gdp of this country right like to make this a financial conversation we not the you know whatever with your numbers like that's not this pod the point of it is to have an understanding of your numbers and get it but to understand just how much small business contributes to the GDP, like very, 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 very important. And to really, really understand that because it's such a big business, man, the scammers be out. And a lot of the conversation and the advice comes from stuff that's Googleable, right? Like you paying somebody to tell you who's not skilled and who ain't been through it, who ain't made the decision for themselves about what to do. And um, that ain't it. It ain't just about what your court status is. It's, it's not just that. How you feeling, how you manage that, how you manage that loss, how do you manage, how do you manage the stress? How do you manage just getting it and implementing systems. How do you manage people? Because if we could, I would, like, it's so many times I would have just snuffed somebody. Like, no, seriously. Like, you think you're not going to want to smack the shit out of somebody that, like, when you can't. Naomi Campbell out here, she was throwing them phones. She got the lawsuit. 
Ain't nobody trying to get sued. Hit nobody in the head with a no key. That's attempted murder. She was throwing no key phones. When was this happening? Chucking no no key across the room is crazy. Yeah, but that's what happens. What happens when you don't have a a voice? You don't have a support system. When you're not doing, we love in community. We do this in community. My cousin tells me that all the time. You are not alone. Mm-hmm. We're doing this in community. My cousins used to come through, drop off food. Hell, I was in this shop two days ago. Melissa is having dinner with my best friend. They in the house eating. And I was like, oh, I'm going to come through. And I realized I was like, no, I got to stay here. I got to get this done. I cannot leave. If I leave, I'm going to be behind. And so I'm just sitting there. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. And then I get a knock on the door at the shop. And they sent their whole beautiful meal, which, again, like I said, they became real fancy. It was like these beautiful lamb chops. They were the best lamb chops that I've ever had, right? Like, they was thick. They wasn't even like the little baby, like the little <laughs> Bo Peep lamb. <laughs> the song that never ends lamb. These was like grown adult lambs. Like, the chop was chopping. This was from a different <laughs> chop area, with the lobster ravioli with the real lobster like and the sauce and the green beans like that's what they set in the Tupperware so I'm just saying again it's very fancy when you hanging out with the boys <laughs> but uh cause you come to me we might hit some Chick-fil-A or some Chipotle that's what I got for you but we <laughs> although we're making jokes you know in all seriousness you're getting the front seat into real entrepreneurship um from women right, which is the fastest growing segment in America in building businesses, but also black women. Black women's. Right, excuse me, black women. To, you know, sometimes sometime we be saying women and, and black don't be in there because intersectionality, we smart over here. All black right, we women, not, you know? right? And to succeed in America because small business is the new big business. Um, and, you know, I think the SBA, I think it could be up to like 100 million, right? 200 million is still considered a small business. It's about the, you know, because it's about the size of the company and not the um, the revenue. Right. Right. Because some people was doing them 100 millions with a, with a staff of 10 on, the, or, you know, in terms of 10 hired people and the rest of everybody else is independent contractors. They'd be playing dirty, dirty games. But hey. I ain't going to be mad at nobody for making a bag, but some of it is a little cringy. So we always want to leave you with a closing tip. Um, and our closing tip, Jessica, what would you, what you want the people to know that's listening? Our closing tip of the day is do your due diligence. Very few people go the extra mile and what we know for sure that there is never any traffic. Wait. Yeah, fact what? check, right? So do you do Oh, fact check. Thing. I left out the fact check. So you got to fact check. That's why I'm here, right? Wait, let me, let me, let me re- say that. Let me say that. I left that whole point out. Nah, we you went to public school. school. I went to public school too, but in the South Bronx, they <laughs> was ruining on us. They wanted, Yo. we had to make it out. Because <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> no, is it going to kill you? Because I definitely, like, was it all the gifted and talented also, can we take a second and just talk about how we get old and I really need glasses, y'all. <laughs> and I and I I really do need glasses. And I have glasses and they upstairs right now. And I was trying to be cute 
on the screen because I was like, damn, the background already messed up. Girl. Like, I them glasses, girl, so I'm the people aware. know you. I mean, they know you smart, but you like, Ugh. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah I was squinting and trying to figure out what the words are. All right, so <laughs> the closing tip of the day yet again is make sure you fact check. Fact check. Make sure you fact check. Do your due diligence because very few people are going to go the extra mile. And what we know for sure that there's never any traffic. That is going to take you as far as possible. When you make sure that the things that people are telling you are actually true. Yo, that's going to help you in every version of your life. Yes, you're going to build trust with people. But until the trust is built, fact check. Also, as in a CEO founder position, it is your responsibility at all times to actually know, not guess, not have a general understanding, to know that what people are telling you is true. So if someone tells you that all the boxes went out, go look at the system real quick. It takes five minutes. Now, if you have to micromanage, we ain't trying to get into micromanagement, but just fact check, do the due diligence, you're going to be fine. Yes, I had a great advisor that says, inspect what you expect. And I never forgot that. Because people will tell you everything, right? But the beauty is I've worked every part of my business, so I know how this works. And I'm just always going to pop up or show up. And I want to know everything about you, your mother, everything, you know, do that work. Because no one is actually taking the time to do their diligence, and that's a huge problem. Everybody's just going with the headlines and the highlights. And it's like, oh, this is actually not even a real company. This is just great marketing, right? Yeah. This person actually is not even running a business. Um, So do your your due diligence. Uh, And with so much love. This is Melissa Mitchner and Jessica. Call me. And we'll see right. you next episode. That was, a, that was a very tacky. If you felt like that was annoying, please don't say nothing because I'll never do it again. I'm really the bye. annoying friend. Bye-bye. <laughs> Later, guys.